Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. (laughs) I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today I'm on the line with Amos Johnson who started a blog that targets Christians who want to build a God-inspired businesses and profit from it. Get this. He's an assistant professor, kind of like me, married with two kids, so he has one more than me there, you know. A little progress there. <laughs> and um, all of this while managing his blog. He's had significant success using Facebook to build a following and to increase engagement with his audience. As you may already know, I've decided to focus my efforts on building the Become a Blogger Facebook fan page. And because of that, I've decided to do a series of interviews with people who are having success with Facebook marketing and engagement. So we're going to talk about using Facebook to grow your blog. That's what we're going to talk about today. Amos, man, how you doing, man? It's the music. I, it's, it's hypes, hypes me up. <laughs> yeah, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Good to have you on here. So uh, assistant professor at a university. Um, yep. you, you have a, a wife and two kids. Yeah, two little girls, uh, six months old and four years old. Um, two little girls, six months and four years, you said? Yeah, four years old. Yep. Okay, so, you know, let's get this out of the way. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's get this part out of the way. We've got to talk about it. How do you balance it all? That's the question that everybody keeps asking me. So I figure, hey, if you're an assistant <clears throat> professor, you have more kids than I do. Um, I, I need to hear something there. You know what? I, I think balancing is, is, is a myth in a sense. You know, I, I think what you got to do is I think every day you got to kind of make a decision about what gets priority for the day. You know, some days I'm dad, some days I'm professor, some days I'm business owner, you know, and I try to keep the weekends for being definitely dad and gotcha. Sundays for dad. And so and I think the key is just really just communicating with your wife that, hey, you know, right now I need to do this. And then we can do this with the kids. Now, the key, when I with kids now, like you have a little one, but my little four-year-old, she don't understand any of that. <laughs> <laughs> All she knows is I'm in the house. Uh-huh. She, she's going to come downstairs and come get me. Uh-huh. You know, there's been plenty of times I've been trying to do a podcast. I've been trying to do a video and she'll just jump right on my lap. And, and so what do you do in those times? Now, if I'm doing a video, I just keep it in there, you know, like, hey, guys, <laughs> this is Priya. You know, she's, she's, she's jumping in as usual, you know, so... You know, but I, I just got, I had to let people know, hey, this is this is this is what's like to be an entrepreneur with two little kids, and they they both don't sleep all night either. Still, so I'm still like sleep deprived. So. Oh <laughs> man, you're not giving me too much hope there, man. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Hey, I know it's a challenge to balance, but hey, that we're on this journey and we try to do the best that we can. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you got into you know blogging in the first place. When did that start? I actually started in 2010, and I started with 
doing interviews. And I started interviewing, like, so my niche is helping Christians develop the businesses that, you know, God's placed in their hearts. And okay. that's, that's kind of the target market that I'm trying to reach. And the, the, at first I was reaching it through doing uh, workshops at my local church, but uh, my church, um, they stopped doing the actual workshops in 2010. And that's when I said, Hey, I still believe I want to do this. So I started putting this stuff online. And so what I did was I started interviewing other people that were, you know, believe God had started call a business and just trying to see how they were doing it and see if there was any difference between a, a God business and maybe one that's not per, per se, you know, mm-hmm. And so another thing I started doing, too, was I had wrote all this curriculum for, you know, for teaching these types of things. And I, I was ready to publish a actual physical book. But I, I thought to myself, hey, I don't know if anybody really want to read this stuff. So what I started doing was, too, was I took my book that was already written, ready for, to go for a book. And I just started blogging a book, basically, for like two years before gotcha. I even actually released it, just to try to see, you know, if the concepts made sense to people. All right. So how did it go? Instant success in the beginning? Oh no, no, not at all. <laughs> so, uh, so how how was the growth in the beginning? You know, growth growth was really slow. You know, you just have your your mom always listen. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> Number one <laughs> and, fan right there. Yeah, and leaving comments and stuff like that. You know, it's like, ah, oh, you know. But you know, you gotta love mom because they they want they they definitely there for whatever your sons are doing, your daughters are doing. Definitely. Yeah, and so you know, I had I had a small local following of people that knew me uh, from in Atlanta and, and they went to my church. So I had a you know, nice little small following of people that was listening to what I was putting out and reading what I was putting out. But I didn't really start getting reach on a, uh, I, I mean, when you say the word international scale, not like I'm in every single country, but just like, you know, for example, somebody may call me from Pakistan and say, hey, I want you to come do something for me here. But it's not everywhere, but just, in, just other place outside of my local local area. Gotcha. So I didn't really start getting that effect until I started going on, on Facebook. You know, um, when I first started Facebook, I had my own personal Facebook profile and I was trying to use my personal page to kind of grow my reach in terms of the Christian entrepreneurship message I was trying to share. But really, you know, people on my personal Facebook profile didn't care anything about that. Uh You know, all they cared about was what's going on with me, the family, the kids. They didn't want to hear anything about the business stuff. So I realized that I really need to create a fan page. Okay. So before we move on to that though, I want to, I want to drill into this a little more. We're going to get into all the details about the fan page and what you did to grow it. And um, (laughs) which is different from what I've done. So I really want to talk about that. Um, But how long were you blogging um, with a very small audience before trying to saying okay before saying okay I need to do something different I'm gonna try what I'm gonna do on Facebook at least at least two years of just just very minimal traffic um, and and still now I still have my traffic on Facebook is way bigger than my traffic on my blog okay by, by no stretch of imagination um, but. It's like it's kind of funny. When I started in 2010, I was listening to people like uh, David Sight McGarland, Rise of the Type, uh-huh. and and I was listening to his story how like say it took him about a year or so to get going. I said, okay, you know, it's 2010. By 2011, I'd be rolling. <laughs> you, you'd be straight. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 2011 came. I was like, okay, you know, where's the you know where's the, the 20,000 people a month, right? You know. <laughs> And then so so it didn't happen, right? And so I said, okay, 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 definitely to twenty twelve. You know, I'm gonna just put my foot down for a whole year, another year. <laughs> Still, nope. Just, it's just it's just it's almost like it was like this big immovable object to get people's attention for what I was doing. 
And, you know, I didn't really realize that I was listening to Michael Hyatt one day. He was talking, he said it took him like maybe three to four years, hit that inflection point, uh-huh. you know, and I was realizing that, you know, this is such a, a marathon, this blogging thing and, and getting these ideals out there. And, and it just, it just took a while to really figure out what's my right flow to get traction for my niche. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really the critical piece of really trying to understand, okay, I can keep blogging every week, five times a week, three times a week. So I was switching up how many times I did it. I was hoping that would draw more traffic. None of that stuff worked. And I was realizing, okay, I got to rethink this. You know, maybe what I'm doing, you know, maybe I'm doing it in the wrong way. You gotcha. know, and I, and I, was, I think I listened to uh, Pat Flynn one time and I was looking at his his backlink linking strategy. OK, maybe I need some more backlinks. <laughs> you know, let me go spend some articles, you know. <laughs> and I was like, so I tried that for a little bit. I said, man, this is kind of hard spending these articles and putting them in article directories. And then I got to have the second layer of, 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 of content first to get to my main layer. And I said, like, man, OK. That's like I'm, I'm still a college professor, you know. I'm, I'm still, you know, like I don't have time for all of this. Um, and then just, 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 and then that's that's kind of how you know that's kind of how my my journey went. You know, I wish I could have this nice clean story, but that's kind of <laughs> no, we, we don't like clean stories here. We, <laughs> we like it down and dirty, just the reality of how it goes. So yeah. you're blogging, and it's not as if, from what I'm hearing, it's not like you're blogging once every few weeks or anything of that sort. You're blogging regularly, trying yeah. to build this thing up, investing a lot of time, and seeing relatively no return on your investment, and then you decide. You got to do something different. Well, first of all, before we even get to that decision, what, in retrospect, why do you think it wasn't growing the way you wanted it to grow? I think the reason it wasn't growing is like I did a, um, a keyword analysis using like Google keywords uh, research. And, I, and so my niche was Christian entrepreneurship. And those are the words I was using in my um, in my um, in my my uh, copy and stuff. And actually, I was kind of ranking pretty high for that term, Christian entrepreneurship. But what I started realizing was that there's not that many people searching for those phrases. You know, I think back, I haven't seen the results lately, but back when I was looking at the result, it's only maybe like 1,500 unique searches on that phrase, Christian entrepreneurship, back then. Per month? Yeah, per month. Okay. Right? And so that's, that's really low to try to drive any kind of serious traffic from, from keywords. And then a lot of the stuff I was writing about, you know, like it's almost like people wasn't searching for, you know, and the way I, 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 I call it like this, right? So it's almost like you go to a doctor and you just don't feel well, but you don't know, you don't know what the solution is, gotcha. right? And, you know, so I was like that doctor, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I believe guys call you to start a business. And I have some solutions for you to get it going, but they didn't know how to search for those solutions. Just like if you were sick, you don't really know what keywords to put in to figure out what, how I should get this thing fixed. And so I was realizing just that the searching for what I was talking about, it wasn't happening that that much. So I had to go to the people versus trying to hope the people would search for me, basically. Gotcha. And and so I, I would also imagine because entrepreneurship is a very hot topic online. Um, mm-hmm. So for some of the, the, the things that you're writing about that a lot of people might be searching for, there's probably a significant amount of competition for that. Mm-hmm. So on one end, you have the, the, the keyword phrases where a lot of people aren't looking for it. But on the other end, with entrepreneurship, it, that's extremely competitive. Yep, yep. So if I write an article on how to create an LLC, so what? You know, <laughs> Everybody wrote that article, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right. So, Sweet, you de- you've, what made you decide that Facebook was the direction to go? Um, It's like I had about maybe 300 fans, I think, Um. 
And and I and I just had this feeling inside of me. I said, you know what? It's something here. And I remember I was listening to um your buddy Pat Flynn. He had this. He had a guest post. I forgot the guy's name. I think the guy's he said because I rock page traffic or something like that. I think that's his website. Okay. And I watched. I read that entire article of how he used paid search traffic to generate fans on his fan page, right? Uh-huh. And so I went to his website. I watched some of his videos. I watched him a couple times. I said, you know what? Right, let me try this. Let me try this searching thing, right? And so, so pretty quickly, I started seeing success. You know, I remember when I hit 500 fans. I was like, I, I threw like a, a online party on Facebook. <laughs> you no, know, 500, 500 fans, right? And so, and so I realized that from that point on. So I, right now, I'm sitting a little over. I'm looking at myself. I'm at like 6,097 fans right now, uh-huh. and and it, it really was just you know, using the paid traffic to target the, those key people. And I learned that, you know, from just watching this guy's video of how, of how, how this all worked, basically. Okay. And so that, that kind of opened my eyes to it. So you decided that you're going to actually pay for this traffic or yeah. pay for, pay for likes on your page and pay, pay um, Facebook to get that, um, the, the, the eyes to your page and then hopefully have them like your page. And then as a result of that, you're building your engagement over there and all that good stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so that's different than the free model. Why, yeah. why did you choose? Because, I mean, there are a lot of people that teach you know, marketing on Facebook and it doesn't cost you anything. Why did you choose to specifically pay? Because I, I'm just looking, I look at, I, I, I go to like, I, I would go to like a Dave Ramsey's website, right? And I would look at how many times people liked or shared his, his posts, right? And based on the amount of fans he had versus the amount of likes, now he had way more likes than any of us, right? Uh-huh. But based on how many fans he had, I said, that should be way higher than what that is, right? Uh-huh. And so what I realized is that even like, if you, if you go to popular blogs, you know, they may have like 10,000 followers, but may they have 100 blog comments, right? Uh-huh. So very few people actually participate in sharing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so if a lot of people always participate in sharing stuff, then I wouldn't, wouldn't need paid traffic, right? Uh-huh. But, you know, if my 300 fans, all of them would share the stuff I said, I probably wouldn't need to do, do the paid traffic at all. And then another thing I realized too, you know, coming back from my world of, you know, my niche was Christian entrepreneurship. I realized that some of the the big like TV ministries and stuff, like when they when they go on television, they have to pay for airtime, right? Yeah. And that's a, that's millions of dollars a year in airtime, right? And I'm thinking to myself, hey, you know, if they can pay millions of dollars a year for air airtime, I can pay eleven cents for a click. Gotcha. You know? so- <laughs> gotcha. Makes sense. So you decided that you're gonna pay for this traffic. How do you how do you even get started? What are some of the things that you need to think about beforehand? Because I can go to Facebook right now and just say, "Hey, I want to pay and like my page," and that's it, um, yeah. and not have a strategy. Uh, what are some of the things you need to think about beforehand? So I think the first thing you got to think about is who who's your business is called to serve. Like, who's that person? I heard you talk about a lot, um, Leslie, about creating that avatar. Like, who's that who's that ideal customer? Uh-huh. Like, who you're trying to reach out to? What are their interests? What are their likes? You know, where they hang out at, right? And once you know that, then I ask myself the question: What's their pain point? You know, for me, their pain point was that you know, God had called them to start a business and they hadn't done it yet, uh-huh. right? So I knew the right question to ask to get them curious, you know. So like I said, okay, well, I need to create an ad that says, has God called you to start a business? Mm. And then if you read that, 
you're going to know in your heart, yes, he has, but I haven't done anything with it. So you're going to be curious. And so you're going to click on that, right? So so it is the ad saying, um, has God called you to start a new business? No, yeah. Has God called you to start a business? Okay. So that, that's what the ad says. And I'll say, if so, and I say dot, dot, dot. Right. Oh. You know, and then so from just from that curiosity point, I mean, that's that's really what did it for me. Just just that simple question, asking my target audience what I knew was in their heart already. Right. So once you really know your audience, you kind of know what they're thinking. Right. You know, what they're feeling, you know, you know, what keeps them up at night. You know what they're struggling with. You know, it's like when I, when I coach people, I know that there's people that's been trying to write a book for the last 20 years. They've been afraid to do it. So I know my target audience and I know what their fears are and I know what they're missing. And so when you know that audience, you know what the words to say to really reach them. Okay, so for example, I have my biology blog. Uh, and my biology blog, I have a bunch of physiology videos. I could do something like, because I know that the people that are using my blog struggle to pass their physiology classes. Yeah. So, so I could do something like struggling to pass that physiology class. If yeah. so, dot, dot, dot. If so, yeah. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, you want to do? You, you need do you need an A in your physiology class? Ooh. You know, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can. You know, I'm just picturing my students right now. Um, mm-hmm. They they just did an exam maybe, and they got a a a, a C, and they're like, ah, I can't do this stupidness. I I want to get into medical school. Blah blah blah. And they go on Facebook and they rant, and then they see, do you need an A in physiology class? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I could see them saying, yeah, I need yes. an A. Let me click to see <laughs> what's going on there that can give me that A. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. So, so first, you, you, you need to know your audience. You get correct. specific as to who your target audience is. Then you find the right question to ask. For mm-hmm. you, it might be, has God called you to start a business? For me, it might be, do you need an A in, physiolo- in your physiology class? If so, dot, dot, dot. Yep. All right. Where do I go from there? And I once you go from there, here's what's the next thing you got to do is that you got to figure out where you're going to send them to. Like on Facebook, when you set up your ads, you can have a choice of where to send them, right? So either you can send them to a customized landing page uh-huh. or you can send people directly to your timeline. Okay. Right? Now, here's a little caveat now that's is, that the audience will have to kind of, you know, decide how they're going to do this themselves. When I first started doing ads with Facebook, they didn't have the timeline look to it. Okay. They had the old single column look. And so what I did in the beginning days, I sent them to a landing page first, right? Okay. On the landing page was a video of me talking to them, welcome, welcome to my fan page. And then I gave them an actual lecture on why success was rare, Right. I was, I was say, I said, it's like, hey, you know, it's God called you to start a business. You know, you're at the right place. Watch this video and learn why success is rare. And oh, by the way, like my page. Right. Mm-hmm. So they would watch this video, five minute video of me discussing why success was rare. And then they would like my page. So I gave them content directly from my ad to an actual customized page. So it was, it was, it was actually a, it was a, it was a content post. And why did, why did you send them there as opposed to just to your page? Well, back then when I started this, the page wasn't as active, right? So you only had like three to 500 people. So that's not that exciting, right? Gotcha. So I sent them to a custom page because I can give them my message directly, right? Mm-hmm. Now, right now, 
since I have like over 6,000 people, my page is really active. So I can send them right into the page itself. And when they get there, it's like a party, right? It's like, wow, all these people liking stuff, saying stuff, commenting stuff. And so it feels like more of a community now. Uh-huh. But when it's just a small number, I wanted to get them to the content first so they can hear my heart, hear what I had to hear what I had to say. Um, but you know, but now I kind of send directly to the timeline. But 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 when I first got started, I was sending directly to a uh, a landing page that had content on it. Now, can you still do the whole customized landing page thing on Facebook? Yeah, Facebook still allows you to make customized landing pages, and in your ads, you can select one of those pages as your landing page. So you still can do that. And what what would you use to create that uh, customized landing page? There's a lot of free apps to do it. Let me see if I can find. The one I have on my page, I think it's called Static App, app or something. I use. Um, let's see if I can take. It might take a while to find it. And and when you find it, you can just um, come back in with it and let me know. Um, we'll, sure. And anything we'll put it in the show notes. Um, okay, so customized landing page, especially if when you're starting off, you don't have that many fans. You don't want to send them to a place where there's not much social proof in terms yeah. of high numbers of people engaging with content. So you might want to create that customized landing page with a specific uh, message. You give them content. Hopefully they love that content because you're demonstrating something that is uh, catering to a pain that they have. Mm-hmm. And then with that, you can get them to like your page. Yeah, yeah. So you give them content first, and then you ask them to do the like. Content first, and then ask them for the like. All right. Now, do you do? Do you still do that, or do you just bring them to your timeline because you have much more engagement there? Yeah. Right now, I just bring it directly to my timeline because I have much more engagement. And another thing I do too now um, is that instead of just using the simple, you know, has God called you to start a business? I created two posts that you know that I knew would resonate with my target market. So I, I, I posted a post um, that talked about how your, that basically your actions first comes from inside your heart and it goes to your mind as a thought and it comes out your mouth as words and that creates your actions, right? Okay. And so I did that as a post and when I did it as a post. I got a lot of people liking and commenting on that post, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I turned that post into an ad that went directly into the news feed of um, the friends of people that were on my timeline. And so if you're a friend of somebody who's a fan of mine, you'll see this post that talks about how your words controls your actions, and you'll see all these people liking and commenting on it, and then that'll make you curious, and you'll like it, and you may click over to my fan page, right? Love it, love it. So now, is it... You know, right now, if I if I make a post on fa- in my Facebook fan page and that post gets a lot of engagement, I will see an ad <laughs> to the side that says this post got more engagement than ninety five percent of your posts. Um, you can, uh, if you want to boost it, you can pay for some ads. Is that the process? I mean, you you post something and you see it's getting a lot of engagement, and then you say, okay, I'm gonna boost this by paying for it to be boosted. Um, yeah, I didn't do it the pay boost way, um, the way they do it on Facebook. Um, I use this thing called Power Power Editor to, to do it actually. <clears throat> but you know, I don't really take too hard. when Facebook says that. I don't really take too much stock in that. I know okay. people just pay money for an ad. What I'm what I'm looking more for because they'll do that if if more if people start liking the ad really quickly, it feels like it's being accelerated. Yeah. But it's no but it's no guarantee that will keep going though. You may just have a quick burst of acceleration, but it may die out. Gotcha. What I'm looking for is more of a kind of long term engagement with a concept that I said before I want to boost a post. All right. 
Gotcha. So it has to be a little bit deeper than I got like 10 likes in the first, like, you know, two minutes, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that, that might be, people might've felt good that day, but I don't know if that's going to be a good post to pay for, to have kind of spread. So what makes you, how do you determine whether it's a good post to spread? I'm looking for a post for my niche. I'm looking for something that's going to speak directly to their heart. Okay. You know, something that's going to kind of identify a key reason why they're not successful. Right. And so when I made that post about your words and your action, your heart, I knew immediately and from the comments and from the likes, okay, that's one of those posts that's going to make somebody mad and makes it, and, and gives revelation at the same time, right? Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> now, now do, you, do you determine that before even making the post or do you post it and see what happens and then go from there? I just post and see what happens. Gotcha. I, I just post and see what happens. And I got some interesting posting ideas for your audience um, that may go against some common wisdom as we get closer in this video. It'll be interesting to okay. talk about. I, I, <laughs> well, let's talk about it now. What are some, since we're talking about these posts, what kinds of posting ideas do you have? Here, here's the thing I think, I think we all got to do. You know, I know you, you, Leslie, you heard people always talking about trying to find the right time of day to post, right? Uh-huh. And here's what I discovered. Uh, that's, that's almost impossible to find. Right. So what I like to do is I post all day long, okay. you know, on a good day, my goal is to post 24 times a day, 24 times a day, 24 times a day. Now, if you look at my fan page right now, um, I don't know when this course go out. It, you know, I haven't kept that that up. Okay. But if you post that many times a day, what's going to happen is that you're going to engage more of your fan base. Cause like when you post something on Facebook, I mean, it's maybe 6% of the fans may see that maybe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. And so, but you're, it's like, that's like a hit or miss. It's like you're trying to throw a rock at a bottle. That's like a hundred yards away sometimes. Right. Just uh-huh. cause it's, Facebook is so massive. Right. Uh-huh. But if you want to kind of go fishing with a net instead of a fishing pole, you got to post more often. And yeah, maybe a few people may see the same post twice, but that's cool because you want everybody to be on top. You want to be on the top of your, your fans' mind anyway, uh-huh. right? And if you're saying stuff they want to hear anyway, that's not like you know, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing. You know, they want to hear from you anyway, right? So if you're saying stuff that's going to zero in on the reasons why they're not successful or the reason why they haven't done the thing that, that your fan page is trying to show them how to do. Why they haven't gotten an A in their physiology yeah, class. <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're, they're gonna be all ears or all eyes as they're, as they're reading your post, right? Gotcha. And so by posting that many times a day, a, a, a magical thing happens is that little, you know, on your Facebook page, it said how many people are talking about this? Uh-huh. That number is so critical. That's almost more critical than how many likes you have, right? Uh-huh. You know, so so that number is updated. I think every seven, like I think it's a seven day window for that number, and that's that's the number of people that's actually liked, commented, or shared your post, and that's critical, right? Those are real people that's actually saw this, thought so much of it, they they clicked something and did something with it, right? Okay, so what what just just as a comparison, right now, I'm on my interactive biology page, um, and I have eight thousand five hundred and twelve likes. And of those 800, 512 likes, I have 156 people talking about this. When I go to your page, on the other hand, you have 6,097. So that's, you know, 2,000 less. No, mm-hmm. 2,500 less. But for talking about this, you have 724 people talking about this. Correct. So that's significantly more than I have right now. Right. And I got less fans, right? You got less fans. Now, here's what's going to make you mad, Leslie. Oh, like, don't make like, me mad. Come on. <laughs> two weeks ago, I had that number at 2,000, though. Really? 
Yes, 2,000. It's like, I, just couldn't, I just couldn't keep the pace up. It was just I, I had blitzed it, and I, I was over 2,000 people talking about this page. And that was before I crossed over the 6,000 mark. And that's because you were posting much more often. Because right, yeah. right now I'm seeing you posted nine hours ago, you posted 21 hours ago. Yeah. And that was it for today. And then yeah, I was yes, tired. yesterday, <laughs> you, you, I, I hear you. I know how that goes, man. And you got two kids. You should be much more tired than I am. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So the more you post, the more engagement you get. Uh, well, hopefully, if you're posting the right kind of stuff, and yeah. and as a result of that, the higher that number is. Yep. And that's real people that's thoughts enough of what you said to like it or share it or comment on it, and that's that's significant. Gotcha. Well, and, you know, a, a fans. You, yeah, know you mentioned something there. You said that, you know, you, you try to post on a, on a really good day 24 times a day. And someone might be thinking about that and saying, you know, that I don't have the time to do that or something of that sort. I post once, a, not even once a day on my biology play, page. Um, mm -hmm. So I think what, what the individual needs to do is come up with how many times a day am I going to try to post? Mm -hmm. um, knowing that the more I post, the more engagement, I, the, the higher that number is going to be. But I need to be realistic about my time. Yeah, yeah, and and you gotta pre post pre schedule these things too. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't wake up every hour and post. Yeah, right. So I would like you know I would post a couple hours in advance, and a, and a lot of use a lot of my mobile phone like technology has got these uh, page managers that Facebook has. Uh huh. You know, so you can just use that, and the page manager app on your phone, excuse me, allows you to um, schedule posts right in the really? page manager itself. Yeah. Huh. Now, yep. can, so what what do you do you do to schedule your posts on your computer? If you're at the computer and you're working on stuff, what do you do there? Now, on my computer, I usually use uh, Hootsuite on my computer. Okay. Um, even though people may not realize, but Facebook does let you pre-post stuff. Now, uh -huh. if you click on your status bar, this little clock icon yeah. that you can actually click on, it'll it'll um it'll let you set a, a future date for the post. And then if you click on your activity log, you'll see all the things you have pre-scheduled. And that actually syncs up with their, their uh, page manager app. So like, if you want to stay in sync, you can post on your mobile phone or post directly to Facebook. And you can see everything that you have scheduled to say. Whereas if you've got some stuff in Ho Hootsuite and some stuff in page manager, you may kind of overlap a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you may want to just make a decision about where you want to make sure your, your, your stuff is pre-posted at. What's the benefit um, in using Hootsuite versus doing it right directly on Facebook? Um, I think the benefit of Hootsuite for me is that if my posts are short enough, I can also send to Twitter too as a pre-post. Gotcha. So that's a good benefit for Hootsuite. Okay. So Hootsuite allows you to um, post to multiple networks. Yeah. So like if, if it makes sense, like a lot of stuff I said would make sense to go directly to Twitter also. And um and Hootsuite allows you to kind of you know double double uh double posts so that's that's a good good reason to keep keep it Hootsuite. Have you tried Buffer app? I haven't tried Buffer app. I heard people talking about, it, but I haven't haven't tried it. Uh, okay. Does, 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 doesn't Buffer kind of try to optimize the time of day it does it or something? It does. It does. So you can say you want it to be at specific times during the day, and you just put stuff in there. You don't have to select the date and time for every single tweet or any or mm -hmm. posts or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying. I might be interested to try. Okay. Um, so, another thing, another thing they can do, Leslie, um, for people who've been posting for a while, you can go back into your history and just repeat, repost stuff. Ah. Because people probably haven't seen it anyway. 
you got new fans and stuff, so you can just go back. I go back to like 2010, and I just restate stuff I said in 2010. As long gotcha. as it's still relevant, you know, evergreen, evergreen posts on Facebook, basically. Gotcha. <laughs> so let me ask this. Okay, in terms of the content that you're posting, what what tips do you, okay so we know about schedule we know about how to use these different um, programs for managing those um, posts and tweets and all that fun stuff going back to your history but what kinds of things do you want to be posting to increase engagement and and with that how often do you link back to content on your site versus just sharing things directly on Facebook um Here's, you know, I'm not an expert in this, right? But I can say from my limited research on my fan page and just talking to other friends of mine, posting content, you know, people really like to leave Facebook, right? So you post a, a blog article or something, you know, you'll get very low. I get very low engagement in those type posts, yeah. you know, and I say, hey, you know, I wrote this cool new thing. Come click on this, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the best thing I like to do in terms of my Facebook strategy is like, I'm like, I'm like 90% engagement and 10% click out of Facebook to go do something. Gotcha. Right. So I'm like engage, 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 engage. Hey, I got this thing. Engage, 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 engage. Hey, I got this thing. Got right? it. Got it. So, <laughs> and then when I say I got this thing, I'm trying to really get them on an email list. Because gotcha. once they get on my email list, then I can kind of really kind of relax and kind of just kind of over time share with what I have and make some offers for different things. But you no know, offerings on Facebook, I do it on Facebook, but I know that the goal is to get them onto an email list on Facebook. Like even right now, my first post according to this interview now is like an offer for some workshop. And if they click on a link, it's going to ask for the email address to get more details about it. So it's not a, it's not a buy right now, that type of thing. So when you make a post to your blog, um, do you then post that on Facebook for people to go and check out that link? Yeah, I, I do post it, but I post it realizing that it, it's not going to get a know, lot of it may not get that much traction. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's just like it's just almost like like a little chat bot. Put on Facebook, put on Twitter, you know, put on your social G plus. You know, you just do it for those few people that will see it and go click on it. But I know my most engagement is going to come from the people on my email list that's going to see my email and then go click on that to go read it, read about it. All right. So the key thing there is posting regularly. Um, how often you decide, whatever that is, whether it's 24 times a day, if you're like, <laughs> like you, or, you know, five times a day or whatever the case may be. You can test it out on your own fan page and see what works for you, what works for your audience and all that good stuff. Um, give more than you ask for. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a that's kind of what you're saying there. Don't just be saying, "Hey, click on my link, buy my product," and all this kind of stuff. Give, 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 give. Oh, by the way, here is something that's value to you. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, when you're linking out from Facebook, one of your primary goals should be to get people on your list. Exactly, primary. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so um, uh, we know who our audience is. We found the right question to ask. So we're we're paying for ads to get those individuals. We've spoken about you know where to send them. We've spoken about posting ideas. Anything else we need to cover? I think if your audience just you know just take it slow. You don't have to you know Facebook lets you control your spending, right? You can just say I'm gonna do five dollars a day, right? And then and you can test what works so it's not that you know if it doesn't work it's not going to it may cost you five dollars mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and and another thing you can use with facebook for is like i like to test out workshops right before i can actually create a workshop what i'll do is i'll take a, a ad and i'll create an ad and i'll create a post in facebook and then i'll take that post and i'll create an ad out of it 
and then say my workshop is $27, right? Then I'll spend $27 to promote that ad on Facebook and I'll pick a number of people I need to sign up before I'll say I'll actually do the workshop. Mm-hmm. And so what I'll do is say, hey, I'm doing a workshop on X, Y, and Z. If you're interested, you know, put your email address over here. If I get enough people doing that, then I'll do the workshop. So I did a workshop on how to publish a book and I posted on Facebook and I got over 100 people out of my Facebook fans to sign up on the email list. Gotcha. You know, so that was a good like market research before you actually go out and produce something. So that's ah. another way you can use your Facebook fan page. Okay, so you can use Facebook ad. You you use the ads for that, or you just post it in on your page. I use the ads for that, but okay. I, I I use the ads for that, but I don't spend more than the cost of a single ticket. Okay. You know? <laughs> Not more than the cost of a single uh, ticket. Yeah, but you know you can you know you can use your own judgment on that. You know, it's like if you're gonna do like a twenty-seven dollar workshop, I'm not gonna spend two hundred dollars promoted. Gotcha. Right? You know, unless I'm expecting like ten thousand people. Yeah. Show up so it's something. it's more it's kind of like a proof of concept. Are people yeah. actually going to uh, be interested in this before I even do it? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so some people might be thinking, listening to this and thinking, you know, I don't have a bunch of money. You know, I don't have $10 a day to spend on ads. I don't even have $5 a day to spend on ads. Let's say I just want to test this out. I have $100 and I want to see what it can do for my audience. What would you say or, or, or to, to grow my audience or to increase engagement or, what, or something of that sort, what would you say would be the best way from your experience, from the, the, what you've done so far, for me to go about spending that $100 to see how it will work with my business? Okay. So maybe I would break it up. I'll take $75 to, to grow your fan base. Then I'll take $25 to maybe get them on your email list after you grow the base, you know, just to see both sides at, at work, right? And then I'll like say, let's say we're brand new with zero fans, uh-huh. right? Zero fans, zero fan point. First, go ahead and create a fan page. Uh-huh. First, figure out who your target audience is before you start spending money on ads, right? Create your fan page. Um, create your, you know, a nice cool image that goes on your um, your header. Nice cool image for your profile pic. And then take your personal people on your personal fan on your personal friends page and start asking them to like your page so okay. they can be the, the seeds of likes before you start spending money, right? Uh-huh. Then go to any groups you may be a member of that that has, you know, like like promotion Fridays and things like that, and ask those people to come like your page, right? And then from doing that, you should be able to get at least maybe 50 likes, 50 to 100 likes. Okay. Just doing just doing that, right? And then from there, then I will spend money on um, try out maybe three ads, right? That has different questions in them, right? And then promote those ads and see which ones actually gets clicks. Um, I would, you know, in terms of the size of audience, you should you should, you should play with that until you get. I want to spend more than twenty five cents a click. You know, right now I'm probably spending maybe like twelve cents a click for a like. You know, because you want to you don't want to spend like a dollar like it may not be it's not worth it that much. Okay. Um, but you definitely try to get it within you know within the you know fifteen fifteen cent range. I think personally, okay. I think that's a good. I feel comfortable doing that. That's per click right? or per like <laughs> per click. Okay. Right? Um, and you can do that by testing out the size of your audience. Um, and then just create three separate ads that ask three different questions. Okay, wait, I got to ask this. What do you mean ahead. by testing out the size of your audience? Oh, so when you're creating your ads in Facebook, you can start creating interest. Okay, you might say, okay, this person needs to have Christian in their email, in their, yeah. in their profile, or maybe they have the word Catholic, 
or may need to have the word in your case, uh, biology, or may need to have bioinformatics or something. You know, you can, and every time you add more words or add more interests, it makes the space smaller of potential people that can reach. Gotcha. And Facebook shows you how many people that can be reached by based on your criteria. And every time you make that adjustment, what it does is it, it updates its suggested bid price for ad. Gotcha. And I keep playing rich. I get that suggested bid price within a range I'm comfortable with. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Anything else people need to know about? I think that's it. And I think the key is, you know, is engagement. You know, people are going to like your page on Facebook because you're saying something that's going to touch their heart, that's going to speak to where they are in their situation. And they're looking for a guide. They're looking for somebody that can guide them to where they're trying to get to. And also, if you got a service business or a product business that really helps people do something, I think Facebook is a great place to really build that engagement, build that relationship, and just, just realizing that Facebook is more of a marketing tool than a selling tool. And then when you think of, think of that, you realize this is a marketing expense to engage, 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 and then get people over to your email list. Got it. Love it. Love it. Hey, if people want to find out more about what you're doing, they want to learn more about, um, you know, if maybe someone actually, who is your blog for? Let me ask that question for first. So my blog is for Christians who believe that God has called them to start a business. But you just need a little help, need a little guidance in figuring out, trying to take that idea and get clarity on what God said, get clarity on a business model, and get clarity on a marketing model to actually be proper what God's called you to do. You know, so if, 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 if that's resonating with your spirit, that like this is what God's called you to do, you know, come check me out at AmosJohnsonJR.com, and you can go directly to my homepage. Or if you want to get a free MP3 I've created on how to – create a God-inspired business and create prosperity God's way, you can check me out at AmosJohnsonJr.com slash prosper. You can get that MP3. You want to hear more about that. Slash prosper. And I'm, of course, going to have all of that linked up in the show notes. Amos, man, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited. Not kind of excited. I'm very excited. I'm going to be trying out some of these things. I'm actually going to, man, you, you convinced me to spend money to get traffic, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be testing it out just to see how it works, so that I can report back on it and um, uh, help my audience even further. So thank you so much for adding so much value and for delivering so much on this interview, man. You're welcome, man. All right, hey guys, you you heard? If you want to check out what he's doing, head on over to AmosJohnsonJr.com. That's gonna be linked up below in the show notes and all that fun stuff. This is going to be episode 134. So becomeablogger.com slash episode 134 and you'll be able to find those details. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, leave a review in iTunes. I would love you if you do it. I love you even if you don't do it, but it's all good. You'll make me smile even more if you do. And if you're looking to get a blog started where you can create content, inspire others, and change the world, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you exactly how I built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, and how you can do it too freebloggingvideos.com. That's all I got for you on this episode of Become of Learning with Leslie. This is Leslie Samuel. Until next time, take care and God bless.